There is a great deal of confusion about the Holy Spirit. Who or what is He? What is His ministry in the world today? How does one even get the Holy Spirit? Today, on Enjoying the Journey, we learn what Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. What better way to learn about the Holy Spirit than to learn from the authoritative words of Jesus Christ Himself? Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Do you have the Holy Spirit? I've been asked that from time to time, and the answer to that question in my life is, yes, I do. Uh, I received the Holy Spirit on the day I received Jesus as my personal Savior. Praise God for that. I came into the family of God, and the Holy Spirit was given to me as the down payment on the full redemption, on the full possession of heaven and eternal life. Praise God for the person of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The real question for Christians is not, do you have the Holy Spirit? The real question is, does he have you? We're talking in this study and concluding our study today on what Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. And we haven't exhausted it, of course. We really confined our study primarily to what Jesus taught in John 14, 15, and 16. And then his final words to the disciples before his ascension in Acts chapter number 1. And these are his words, Acts 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. I've always found it interesting that so many people want to talk about the Holy Spirit and they don't want to witness and talk to people about Jesus. May I just remind you that the whole purpose for which the Holy Spirit was given was to testify through us and witness of the reality of Jesus Christ. So if people want to talk about the Holy Spirit but they never want to talk about Jesus, something is terribly wrong. The Holy Spirit... His power is given so we can speak to others about the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the great power that we need. We've talked about the fact that there's a power we cannot have in verse 7. That's the power of perfect knowledge and divine authority. That's in God's hands alone. And then in verse 8, there's a power we must not miss, and that's the power, of course, of, of God's presence given to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Can I point out today that this is a power that we do not use? You don't get God's Holy Spirit so you can use Him. Friend, He doesn't work for us. Oh, He helps us, but we work for Him. Uh, The Holy Spirit is God. He's not our servant. We are to be the servant of the Spirit of God. My pastor said to me years ago that there are two kinds of people in this world. There are those who use God, or at least they try to, for their own ends, and there are those who let God use them. And I want to submit to you today that the power of the Holy Spirit is not for us to use, but rather it is for us to be used. Did you know you could actually study the person of the Holy Spirit selfishly? What can I get out of him? What can he do for me? Oh, no, friend. When he takes control, uh, you'll have your needs met. You'll have divine supply and abundance and sufficiency. Don't question that for a second. But know this, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, He comes for a purpose. And when the Holy Spirit begins to control your life, it is not just so your life can be a little better for here. It is so your life can make an impact for all of eternity. You see, His power is supposed to control you, and then His power is supposed to work through you to change others. Do you see the connection here between the power of the Holy Spirit and the witness 
of the believer. How tragic that we would miss the power that is available to us, accessible by the Holy Spirit, right at hand, every day, and we would ignore all of that. I find it interesting that before God ever gave those first disciples the Holy Spirit, before the day of Pentecost, you know what he did? He brought them to the end of themselves. All of Peter's promises ran out. All of the disciples' courage ran out. All of their supposed understanding evaporated. Everything they had leaned on and trusted disappeared. All of it. You know what he was doing? He was removing all of their ideas and all of their cheap substitutes, and he was casting them completely on the only thing that would be sufficient, and that was the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe, just maybe, the reason we're not seeing more of the power of the Holy Spirit today is we found some substitute, albeit a cheap substitute, but we've learned how to get along without God, how to function, how even to, to do Christian things and religious work, how to even talk about uh, things from the Bible, but do it without the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, dear one, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the only way. In fact, if you read the rest of the book of Acts, what you're going to discover is that all of these early Christians learned very quickly they needed the Holy Spirit. And very quickly, they're filled with the Holy Spirit, they're enabled, and immediately they go to work telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. We said that Acts 1.8 was the first mention of power in this book. Let me show you the final mention. It's in Acts chapter 26, and Paul is standing before the king and giving his answer. He really is giving his testimony. That's what he's doing. Uh, he, he's recounting what happened to him on the road to Damascus. I love that. Verse 15 of Acts 26, he said, I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes, and to turn them from darkness to light, here it is, and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. I want you to know, if Paul needed the power of the Holy Spirit, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. If Paul's mission was to see people turn from the power of Satan to the power of God, that's our mission. In a world where the power of Satan is running rampant, I want to declare the power of God is greater than all of that. And people still, through believing the gospel, are turned from the power of Satan to the power of God. Look, you can only turn men from Satan to God by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's not the power of flesh. Religious flesh is still just flesh. So we can go through the motions and mechanics of it all. We can have our religious routines and rituals. But apart from the power of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to see anything accomplished. And so I want to leave you with this thought today. The Holy Spirit is what every believer needs to live victoriously, and the Holy Spirit is what this sin-cursed world needs to come to know Jesus Christ. We need the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and thank God we have it if we will simply acknowledge him. You see, you don't have to go looking for this power, asking for this power. No, no. You have to acknowledge that the power of God is in the person of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. And the only thing we have to do 
is get our sin and ourself out of God's way. We have to say to the Lord, Lord, get all the, all the junk, all the obstructions out of your way so that the power and work of the Holy Spirit can flow unhindered through my life. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, if you don't know the Holy Spirit lives in you today, would you stop right now and call on the Lord for salvation? Because that's where life in the Spirit begins. You have to be saved. And if you are a Christian, then would you join me in this simple prayer that we will learn to live in the power and the promise that Jesus gave in the person of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, thank you for keeping your word, and thank you for giving us the word so we would understand the work of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, thank you for coming to bring God's resources to us, for bringing heaven to earth to our hearts. Help us live now this day in thy power and in thy promise and in thy fullness, and use us, Lord, to make a difference in this world until Jesus comes again. In Christ's name, amen. As we listen to the teaching from our Savior about the Holy Spirit, we can be confident that we are learning from the one who is the personification of truth. We hope you'll make your way to our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and search for helpful resources with more teaching about the Holy Spirit. You'll find podcasts, articles, and full-length Bible messages that will deepen your understanding about the Holy Spirit. Also on our website, you can click on the events link and follow Scott's preaching schedule. If he is preaching in your area, he would love the opportunity to meet you. Once again, thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll share today's podcast with a friend and make plans to join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.